Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of the Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Everybody, welcome to the Are You Listening podcast, where two friends sit down and talk about music for a while. I am Scott. I'm here with my good friend, Brand. Brand, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. Hello. Good to be here. Good to be back. We've had, yeah. you and I have had an extended <laughs> absence from the show. Yes, we have. Nobody else mean, knows it. That doesn't mean episodes haven't been coming out and getting churned out, but let's just say we had a few in the can, so we yes. took some time off. Yes, we did. We just got to get our footing. We got to. We just. We just got to get back into it. We're we're here yeah. for a draft. It's our favorite. It's one of our favorite things. Yes, I think it makes it easier that we're here for a draft instead of uh, a full on regular episode. Oh yeah, that the regular episode would be unlistenable. Probably not saying that what we're doing right now is completely listenable, <laughs> but the the real the real is a strong term that I don't want to use. Regular a, a, a regular episode would be yes. unlistenable. It, it would be. Off. Quite possibly could cut to every cut to the scene of everybody just shutting this one off right now. Just because stop. This is bad. These guys, yeah. they, they lost it. Never had it. Never had it. <laughs> <laughs> but we're here to do a draft today from one of my favorite punk rock bands. They were one of the first bands that I really got into when it comes to punk rock. And we're here to do a draft from the one and only Bad Religion. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you want to know what just happened? I was what? in my head thinking yeah. up like fifteen or twenty things to say, and then realizing that <laughs> whatever I'm gonna whatever I'm gonna ask is probably in the notes that you have. So I didn't want to ask sure. something, and then like you have to like backtrack on the notes and do all sure. that. That's what happened. So That's I panicked and said, "Yeah, yeah." Oh, I'm not cutting it. Saying it. Before no, that's fine. I love a good three seconds of dead air. Well, before we get into the draft, I do have some notes that I can go over of the history of the band. Now, these notes were written a few weeks ago, so here's some cold reading oh, for boy. you lovely listeners. <laughs> Bad Religion is an American punk rock band that formed in Los Angeles, California in 1980. The band's lyrics cover topics related to religion, politics, society, the media, and science. Musically, they are noted for their melodic sensibilities and extreme use of three-part vocal harmonies. So, 
1980. What wave yeah, of so punk is that? Second wave? I say it's second wave. I, 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 I think because they're not quite, I mean, they're not, they're too late to be first wave. Yeah, I think so. But they're way too early to be third wave. Uh, for sure. But this also I mean, feels early for second wave. If we're being a little honest, their first record came out in 82. Yeah. So it depends on where you're stopping first wave. Because honestly, there might not be, and I don't know, maybe you can correct me if you have a list of these bands in your head that are second wave, but I mean, without a doubt, one of the most influential punk bands from second wave, if not the most out of second wave, to the point where I would put them alongside first wave acts. That's how influential Bad Religion has been, I think. Right. I'd agree. I don't, I can't pick any second wave acts off the top of my head. Like I can't. I don't know. I, I always struggle with different waves of genres. You know what I mean? Like even mm-hmm. when it comes to ones that obviously have start and stop points like ska, ska has definitive waves. I'm looking at a Wikipedia list of second wave punk rock. And sure. I would have bet money that half of these are third wave. Oh, okay. Well, who, who's, who's on that list for second wave? Well, just in A's like this, this just in A's will sure. shock you. AFI, okay. Agent no. Orange, Alkaline Trio, no, all anti flag, anti nowhere st- league. Mm-mm. It's it's no, it's I mean, weird. If that's the list they're going for with second wave, then Bad Religion's definitely first wave. But 100%. I don't, I don't put them as first wave because they're definitely different sounding than like Ramones and Sex Pistols and the Clash. Hundred oh, percent. You know, yeah. so I find it really hard to place them in the same wave as AFI. Or Alkaline Trio. They just don't fit. I think this is that same. Where would we put... And we may draft... I just, I didn't think of this. We may draft these guys at some point. Okay. Where do we put Dead Kennedys at? I put them in the same realm as Bad Religion, honestly. Yeah, me too, I think. So maybe they're like a wild in-between. Yeah, because Dead Kennedys also feels like it's too... It's just too late. I think they formed late 70s, Dead Kennedys. Did. Yeah. But I, I still, they still feel a little too late for first wave and way I too agree. early for second wave. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I think there's a weird in between there. There has but, to be because the, those just don't sync up to me. I mean, this is also, however, Wikipedia works. I don't know. Right. I'm sure there is an actual punk scholar somewhere that did this, but it says the second wave of punk rock began in the mid to late '80s, so that definitely just excludes Bad Religion and Dead Kennedys because they were early '80s. Right. Maybe they're considering them first wave then, but late first wave. But they're on this list. That's the problem. They're on the Wait, list. They're, for they're on the list for second wave? Yeah. Bad Religion and Dead Kennedys? Yeah. I, man, that wave has to be long. Like along with like Bad Brains and Bouncing Souls. Like what do we See, doing? that right there, Bad Brains I agree with to be in line with Bad Religion yeah. and Dead Kennedys. I agree but with Bouncing that Souls is definitely not. Like, Bouncing Souls didn't come until, like, the 90s. And I feel like bands that are, without a doubt, influenced by Bad Religion, like The Casualties, are in here. So, that like, I consider The Casualties almost a third-wave band, even though it looks like they they, they formed in the 1990. I, I, I'll give it to that. I'll give 1990 a third wave, maybe. Maybe, but that's even that. Seems early for a third wave. Yeah. Like, that's, like it's, it's wild, because I feel like the middle of the decades is where the wave starts. And then the in-between like the earlies, like the early eighties 
are an in-between of first wave and second wave. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then the same with like early 90s. I think the biggest problem is that we want these definitive start and ends <laughs> to these. Yeah. And that's not what this kind of shit is. Like anything pop culture related, media, it, things like that, it doesn't start in one year. Like 80s music technically isn't as soon as 79 was over, we got 80s it music. It wasn't 80s music. And yeah. then as soon as 1990 hit, no more 80s music. Like right. they, we, we don't have these definitive barriers on all this. So Very true. it's kind of just yeah. estimated, I guess. Yeah, I suppose. But I still want definitive <laughs> descriptions. I will right. still argue about I, I need a better definitive you, description. You and I are list people. Yeah. And that kind of defines what we're going for here. I was trying to find... Okay, here. They have in P. Let me pull a couple here. Pinhead Gunpowder, which Billy Joe Armstrong's band. Yep. And Pop. Pop as a second wave? Yeah. No. Are you kidding me? Pop is like fourth wave if there is another wave. Their self-titled debut album was released in 2013. So how were they on yeah. second wave of punk list? With 1982's release of How Could Hell Be Any Worse along with Bad Religion. Yeah. And then that we have like fit, Rancid bro. and Rise Against in the same thing. That's closer. Rise Against kind of isn't, I feel. I feel like Rise Against is later. Then, then Rancid, yes, but I mean, they're closer than Bad Religion and Pup. Yes. Okay, Suicidal Tendencies and Sum 41. Oh, that's wild. <laughs> that's this is wild. an insane thing. We just need to get away from this because we're just calling, yeah. we're just giving ourselves issues. Yeah, I'm, I'm causing myself a complex right now. I donate to Wikipedia. This is the shit they do to me. Yeah, right. I'm going to stop giving them money. All right, back to the notes. Uh, the band has experienced multiple lineup changes with singer Greg, Greg Graffin being the band's only constant member. Though fellow founding members Jay Bentley and Brett Gerowitz have also been with the band for most of their history, while guitarist Brian Baker has been a member with the band since 94. To date, Bad Religion has released 17 studio albums, two live albums, three compilation albums, three EPs, and two live DVDs. They are considered to be one of the best-selling punk rock acts of all time, having sold over 5 million albums worldwide. And you said 17 albums, so I want to bring up the elephant in the room beforehand. Yeah. That second album, are you going to take that? If I heard it more than once, I might. (laughs) But I'm not okay. going to, no. Because I'm, I only listened to 16 albums for this. I didn't listen to that. Yeah, you didn't listen to I didn't. Unknown. I can't stand listening to things on YouTube, and it looked like that was the only place I could get That's it. That's the only place you can find it. Unless you find a copy out in the wild, which, if you do, they are super overpriced. Like I've been, I've been searching for one. So, but, okay, what we're talking about is the second Bad Religion record is, like, such a departure from what Bad Religion is and what they ended up being. started out as yeah, yeah that's what i meant what they what yeah. they started out as and what they ended up being yeah it, isn't it like super it's spacey? super new wavy yeah yeah it's wild they they said that uh the most punk rock thing they could do was not do punk rock for their second record and i i heard like clips of it years ago yeah. i've never listened to the whole thing never i have yeah never really cared a lot sure. it's very interesting to me but my interest is always tempered by ease of access to me. So oh, if yeah. I, yeah, it is not like, easy to come across. I can be interested, but I'm not listening to a full YouTube video, like not even broken down into tracks of yeah 
a bad religion record. It's just not I, I've listened to it a couple times, and it's definitely not the bad religion we know and love. But I have been on the search for a copy for ever. If I ever found one, I'd buy it. But oh, yeah. I just, I don't know. We'll get more into my varying opinions on different eras of bad religion throughout this yeah. draft, I think. Because there definitely is different eras and different sounds throughout their discography. But but much like Anti-Flag, still kind of the same yeah. band through and through. If you're like, not paying attention at certain times throughout their discography while you're listening, you can't pick record to record no. which one they are, which one it is. As a whole. At no. certain times. Yeah. Yeah. Bad Religion has been described as punk rock, skate punk, melodic hardcore, and hardcore punk. The band's major influences stemmed from the late 1970s punk acts like the Ramones, the Germs, the Sex Pistols, and the Clash, along with early 80s American hardcore bands such as Black Flag, Minor Threat, and Circle Jerks. Which all three of those were in the second the wave of punk. Second list. wave. Yeah, which is, it, it's wild. Unlike many other hardcore bands of the era, they also acknowledged proto-punk bands like the New York Dolls, MC5, and the Stooges. Those are bands that I consider first wave. Like, early, early punk. Like, early first wave. Like, MC5 is a wild, quote-unquote, rock band. Yes, and they did shit that wasn't heard for a while. Yeah. I love MC5. And I'm not super familiar with the Stooges enough to say it, but you've said before about how that, but for some reason they feel like an outlier. Like they're not given the any respect in that matter. Yeah. I think it depends on who you talk to. I think this is where it's divided in ages. So my age is probably the time people stopped paying much attention to the Stooges, I think. Okay. Where your people in your age group probably never even paid attention to them at all put it this way i'm more familiar with iggy pop as, as a, a solo artist as a solo artist i think mm -hmm. and just he had he showed up on like one of the jackasses didn't he or some he did something he was some he kind of have. actor at some point that that's where he's done I was a, like, he's done a few acting gigs yeah and he because he's looked the same for 45 years he is he's a wild dude if he's looked the exact same for 45 years, like I need to see him and Danny Elfman fight. Like that's what I want to see. <laughs> oh, wow. That would I be crazy. See those two dudes because <laughs> right. two dudes just taking care of their bodies, but still Ripped. looking kind of rough here and there. Oh yeah. <laughs> Drugs are a hell of a thing, man. Yeah. Even more unusual for a band of the scene that spawned them. They were also informed by such new wave acts as Elvis Costello, the jam and Nick Lowe as well as authors like Jack Kerouac. The Beatles were also a huge influence on Bad Religion. The band had said that the Beatles were about the only band everyone in Bad Religion really liked. See, I can't see Bad Religion not... Is it parallel thinking them and Dead Kennedys? Because I can't see Bad Religion not being affected by Dead Kennedys and vice versa, but they were kind of the same time. Dead Kennedys was just they a were, little earlier. I think just a bit earlier, but... I mean, they're, wait, are, are they both California? Yeah. So that like they would have to have they known each other from the right? same scene. I would. So like Greg Raffin and Jello Biafra would have known each other, which seems fucking insane to me. Possibly. I mean, that, that's a conversation that's formed I... in 78. Okay. In San Francisco. So I would think that they would travel in the same pack. Yeah. So maybe it was just parallel thinking. Like maybe that was the particular political punk forward wave, I guess. I mean, there is a distinct difference between San Francisco and L.A. That's true. 
and then there's a two year difference between the bands forming. But they would oh, there would there has to be on shows somewhere together. Man, what a wild meeting that would be of Greg Graffin and Jello Biafra the That's first I mean. time they met. Yeah. And then even the ninth time they met. Like if you're walking by those <laughs> talking, you don't interrupt. You just continue walking. Oh no. You you just stand there in awe, wide eyed like a deer in headlights. I, I also feel like though maybe they're both two such strong individual personalities that they wouldn't even talk much to each other. Like they would just like, Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? And then that's it. Right. They are very similar, but they, uh, I think they're just different enough that it might it's not a possibility. Work. Yeah. They might be the San Francisco LA difference. It could be, it very well could be. I don't know, but that's That'd crazy. I didn't, though. I didn't even think about that. Like those two personalities, those two bands are in, in my head in the same situation. Like they're both, political punk bands i mean i guess oh, yeah. dead kennedy's goes a little different way with it sometimes whereas it feels like bad they go religion, a little more militant i think and i think bad religion goes a little more into the emotions of the politics whereas yeah. dead kennedy's either finds like some disgusting shit in the right in yeah or or something humorous almost they're both super intellectual yeah they're absolutely both bands and and it shows in their in their music but yeah, like Dead Kennedys are a little more militant, Bad Religion a little more emotional, maybe. Yeah, I, I'll agree with that. They both also do the thing where it, it can be heady, but if you don't want it to be heady, you can still listen to it for what it is. Yeah, you can still rock out to it. It's pretty wild. That, that's yeah. an accomplishment in and of itself, that two bands around the same time from the same area were able to pull that off. Yeah, that's crazy. Greg Graffin called his influences pop sounding rock tunes that were not necessarily commercial. Brett Gerowitz. That's fair. Yeah, acknowledges attempting to emulate germ singer Darby Crash early on in Bad Religion's lyrical style. He wrote some intelligent stuff and didn't shy away from vocabulary, which I thought was cool. In addition to their use of unusually sophisticated vocabulary for a punk band, Bad Religion is also known for their frequent use of vocal harmonies. They took their cues from the adolescence in the way they used three-part harmonies. Bassist Jay Bentley said, seeing the adolescence live, it was so brilliant. So in a way, the adolescents influenced us into saying we can do it, too, because look, they're doing it. In turn, various bands cite Bad Religion as an influence, including here's your second wave. Here's your second wave list. AFI, All, Authority Mm -hmm. Zero, The Bouncing Souls, Death by Stereo, Creator, Lagwagon, No Effects, The Offspring, Pennywise, Rise Against, and Miss Vincent. Creator feels like a weird one in there. Yeah, it does a little bit, but you know. But hey, yeah, if that's your if that's your influence, that's your influence. Doesn't matter. Anybody what you can make. take influence, I guess. Yeah. That's that just that one didn't fit though. It felt weird. It, it did, but you know, it's there. But yeah, all those other names felt like third wave punk in my head. One hundred percent. Well, I think we're at a point now where aren't we on like fourth wave pop punk and shit? So I don't I, I think that's, it's see, it's, that's what I'm wondering. It's so that's why when down. you said when you said pop. Mm-hmm. Pop, it, to me, if we're doing it in waves, is a fourth wave punk band. Mm-hmm. Because you take first wave, the older bands that we just discussed. You take second wave, which, in my opinion, before the pop punk started. So before Green Day and all that, that's who I consider third wave. And then fourth wave would be the punk pop revival that has kind of happened in the late 2010s, early 2020s. Yeah, because I guess there wasn't a big punk situation. Like all, all the punk bands we had in between there were just kind of legacy acts. Yeah. 
So, yeah, yeah, I guess so. Because fourth wave sounded too early if it was in 2013 when we had second wave in 1980, 1985. But, yeah, I think you're right, because those punk bands from second wave, quote, quote, unquote, second (laughs) Second wave, wave. third wave. Yeah, uh, they yeah, that maybe they just made second wave so large that it encompassed a lot. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Like anybody that was influenced by the Ramones and the Sex Pistols and the Clash is considered a second wave punk band. I mean, that's everybody. Yeah, but then once you're influenced by the people who are influenced by them, that's when it becomes third wave. I don't know. I don't know, dude. There's definitely somebody who's into like music theory and shit that knows this, right? Maybe that's not even music theory. That's like genre defining shit. But I don't know. Get a hold of us. Let us know. Yeah, uh, you can come on and do an interview with Scott because I will be too. I'll have too many questions. I won't be allowed on. <laughs> I'll just be. I'll just be pounded down questions left and right. So you're telling me that's just. I would just be over and over again. Right. So <laughs> wait, wait a, a second. second. <laughs> one second. You're saying, and it just we would never get anywhere. Kind of like how this episode's going. So it's, it's working out well. We're we're wild today. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's stop talking about first wave, second wave. We're good now. Let's we figured it. it out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Those are my notes for bad religion. Let's get into the draft. And we decided before the episode via a best out of three rock, paper, scissors situation, because we tied on the first one. Yeah. Uh, through double scissors. That double you, scissors. Who does again, that? Again. Double won. scissors. You won again. Hey, man. Somehow. We Okay. So we threw double scissors first. You followed that up with another scissors scissors never fails that's a, apparently it does because you lost <laughs> it did this time. <laughs> it did this time i got i got nothing to say so scott bad religion draft what's your first pick honestly i am so glad i got first pick on this one more than any i'm already other crossing it off i'm already you crossing should because you know it this record is one of my punk rock holy trinities it was in a Grip of uh, punk rock CDs I picked up the first time I bought CDs at Harmony House on my own. It is Bad Religion's Suffer. Their 1988 release with the greatest cover art that my 14-year-old eyes had ever seen. The album that I thought was Surfer for way too long. <laughs> no, that's the No Effects EP. Yeah, I guess who learned about like both those at the same time. Yeah, I literally picked it up based off the cover art and was completely blown away in eighth grade the crazy vocabulary that is present in this record blew my mind like how could this be in such aggressive music i don't i think i overlook that a lot just because that's what i'm so used to bad religion doing yeah and that there are bands out there that kind of do it also now like there are sure. bands that do the same situation and i don't think i give bad religion enough credit even when listening through these albums i don't think i gave them enough credit just because like mm. that's just what bad religion that's what they does. do yeah like that it's not it, it's just who they are yeah this is their this is the first record after that new wave record correct this yes their third this is record? their third record yeah their first record was their first record then that yep. second new wave record came out and this is the first one where i thought that their vocal sound was fully realized Sure. Like, I feel like this is the sound that they were going for and that, let's be honest, they they rode for the rest of their career, essentially. Like, this sound. This is the beginning of that point in their career where if you go record by record, if you just one after the other and you don't pay attention and you don't know which song ends which record, you'll just think it's one record that goes on forever. I think that's why there's a lot of... I'm into a lot of Bad Religion tracks. Sure. 
a lot of bad religion albums i've never been super into like i gotcha. I, I could make a, a playlist of tracks i mean off suffer alone give you nothing's a standout to me oh my god yeah the title the title track suffers great yep the chorus of suffer is almost unparalleled like that's such a great chorus the, the whole album is great writing. Do what you want is one of my favorite bad religion. It's so good. Tracks. It's so good. I love it. Yeah. I think it's one of the first bad religion tracks I've ever heard. If I'm being is honest, is that right? I'd have to figure out which punk Arama it was on or which compilation it was on. Oh, sure, that's yeah. where a lot of my bad religion came from for a while. It's just, they pop up on all these compilations. Yeah. Give you nothing is a big one for me. I love that track. I give you me. I give you nothing as a teenager. Dude, that was just was huge for me. And a thousand more fools are being born every fucking day. Yeah, buddy. You mix the intellectual aspect of the the lyrics and then you throw in some like curse words. Bro, yes. I'm 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 all in. This record start to back, it's phenomenal. Plus it's like under half an hour long. It's quick. 26 minutes and 7 seconds long. Come on. But the, I have to say that this was that visiting this record after listening to later records when I got into them mm. and going back to this one, it yeah. did sound a bit dated, even though, like you said, there's a period there where. Yeah, there, well, shit. there's there's another period in there in their discography yeah. where it changes again. Yeah. But this is my introduction to the band. I had never heard punk rock before this. I'm still blown away by how lucky I was to come across this this CD when I did in my life. And then what it just spawned my musical growth. Yeah, it's this this would be one of your ten pull albums, without a doubt. Like without this 100%. record. Yeah. Without this record, your taste may be very different. You may for sure. Like nobody else I knew was listening to stuff like this. I came across this in 96. Yeah. So I was 14. It was, uh, it might have been early 97. I rode my bike up to Harmony House when I was 14. So it had to be late 96, early 97. At that time in music, I mean, I was listening to some other wild shit, like radio stuff. And that was where, you know, early, early new metal stuff was happening, kind of. And where grunge was kind of dying out for me. So I was looking for new stuff. And Harmony House... I, I talk about it all the time. I miss going to like the record store and searching for cover art because I mean, that's you can, you can still do that. Scott. You can still do it. I suppose it's not the same, but yeah, coming across this picture of a kid on fire standing on a sidewalk in the suburbs in what looks like the fifties. Yeah. Yeah. It <laughs> definitely looks like a nuclear family neighborhood. Like leave it to beaver shit. 100%. Yeah. With a Crossbuster shirt on, which at the time I didn't know what a Crossbuster was, you know, but man, coming across that, like just such strong imagery for a kid who felt exactly like that. You were just on fire, bro. I, I was up. all in. It is the only bad religion record I own because you gifted it to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't own another Bad Religion record. There's a few that I'm after, but I haven't gotten any yet. You mentioned the Crossbuster shirt. Did you ever yeah. have a friend that liked a band so much that it kind of turned you off on listening to them? Ooh, um, no, I don't think so. I don't think because so. Because I, I had a friend who, honestly, he may have had, 
if he didn't have four, then he needs to do laundry more. But he <laughs> honestly, he may have wore a Crossbuster shirt every single day for five. Oh wow! Years. Wow! Like just the classic bad religion. That's Crossbuster. That's it. That was his entire. That was him attire. That was yeah. his entire attire every single wow. day. I love it. And I think there was a bit of me where I was just like, okay, bad religion. We get it. They can't be we that good. We, right. uh, no, because I would have known a few songs by them, but to take right. it that far and to be the only shirt you wear when I was That's a guy a that was much. obsessed with collecting band tees and shit, I was like, this is wild. Right. So I never super got into them, but now every time I hear them, I think of him and he has since died. And oh, no. it's, a, it's a whole nother ball game. Like listening to all these bad religion records, just thinking of him and kind of wishing that I was able to reach out to him while doing For this, sure. to, while doing to this talk yeah. about some of the records. Yeah. But yeah, Suffer, I know he was a big fan of Suffer also. I mean, it's a huge, huge record. Well, I, I can say that you didn't have to worry about me taking it because I knew how much you cared about it. And it's Thank a you. good one. It's it's one of their best for me, but I wasn't going to take it because I know how much it meant to you. Yeah. My first pick is going to be maybe considered a hot take by, I don't know, actual Bad Religion fans. But <laughs> as with all of these, I, I have to try my best to be true to myself and pick what I consider Always. my favorite bad religion record that's what it is we're not doing a ranked list for everybody this is just our own and if i'm being honest it is a record that i didn't think was my favorite record i thought oh wow a different one was and then that other one kind of disappointed me and this one (laughs) this one was my favorite record i have to take the empire strikes first okay i love that record i think that all there is is a 10 song which by the way the more bad religion we talk about Mm-hmm. Bad Religion have a lot of tens. It's it's pretty crazy how many tens they have track 100%. wise. Hundred track wise. Yeah, L- Los Angeles is burning is another stellar Dude, song. Love that song. If you add on Let Them Eat War, that three track run. You know how I feel about these track runs on albums, right? <laughs> yeah, that three track run is fucking great. It's a solid album in a time of their career where I think they were putting out solid albums. So this well, um, if, this if I'm is being in honest. the middle of that that second point in their career. Yeah. That really does that, yeah. I don't know if there's this uh, a bad religion album that isn't solid. Like, I don't think I could sit down and say this is a bad record. They're all at least solid. I might have a hot take on that. They have a few that I'm not a fan of, but I hope we get to it. I hope I pick if, one. If if we get to one, I'll let you know. I hope I pick one of them. I'm excited. I think it's fantastic. I think Sinister Rouge is one of their best songs i love that track that one kind of just follows see the the thing about bad religion is i think they also as much as they sound similar different people have such different favorites from them. it's pretty crazy it's pretty wild to me because that song just kind of fades into the album for me like it doesn't really it's there yeah oh man i really really enjoy it and uh god's love love that song too that's a i think that's a really good song that's a great record so what's your second pick my second pick, uh, I'm really glad you didn't pick it because this one is another one of those tent post records for me, which is crazy because they're coming from the same band. But my second pick is The New America. Okay. That one came out uh, in 2000. I saw them tour this record. I saw them twice touring this record. Once was opening for Blink-182. We talked about it in our uh, draft for Blink, uh, the Blink universe. Mm-hmm. saw them saw bad religion open for them was more stoked to see bad religion than i was blink 182 this record was fresh and new for me absolutely loved it and then 
the second time I saw them, Emily bought me tickets as like, it wasn't a first date, but it was like the first thing she bought for me to go on a date. Okay. And it was my first small venue punk show. Okay. And it was the most wild thing I had ever seen. Just it's a different, it's a different animal. Dude, so before this, I had gone to concerts, but it, it had always been an outdoor venue with yeah. seating all the way up to the lawn. Mm-hmm. And then the lawn was just cheap folks sitting on blankets. Yeah. When I went to Clutch Cargos, which was a renovated church. That's what my first, well, outside of local shows. That's what my first small venue show was. Yeah. I went to a lot of local like VFW hall, fire sure. hall shows. Yeah. Like basement shows type things. But I went, it's, it was called the altar bar in Pittsburgh and it was yeah. a, it was a renovated church and yeah. it was Acacia strain. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> yeah. Mine was bad religion and a renovated mm-hmm. church. It was, it was heavenly. We stood up on the balcony because I didn't know what a punk show would be like. I forget who opened. But as Bad Religion came out, the floor was full. I saw nothing but tops of heads. Yeah. And as they played, the people jumping up and down looked like just a sea. Waves of heads. It was it was wild. And it just, like, it drew me in. But you were already drawn into the band, the music. I was already drawn into the music. But this was just something completely different. This was a different animal. You were drawn into the community, not just 100%. Yeah. So that adds a little bit to this record, but I do love this record too. Well, before I say what I have to say about it, let's remember sure. that I said, I think all Bad Religion records are at least solid at the very least. Right. Yeah. New America is in the bottom third of my ranking. I of think, their I think that's normal for Bad Religion fans. I think New America is that point in their career where they started this more poppy friendly. They a hundred percent. The Bad Religion formula is locked in at this point. Like, whatever right. their formula is for writing albums is locked in. They add poppier shit in this album, and that's what this album is. It's just yeah. their formula with some poppier aspects in it. For sure. Uh, it's solid. I love this record front to back, except for I Love My Computer is a little bit, eh. A World Without Melody is, like, a key song for me, because it's, yeah, I mean, he's just talking about life is is really bleak and gray without music. The theme behind that song. And man, do I feel that more than most things. I, I love it. I love The Hopeless Housewife. Great song. A Street Kid Named Desire is amazing. It's a long way to the promised land. I love that. A Thousand Memories is fantastic. Don't Sell Me Short is such an anthem that I couldn't see anything else closing this record. i Absolutely love, love this record, even though it's a hot take to take it as my second pick, probably. Well, I'm sure I'll be delivering hot takes with all of the rest of mine. So it's fine. Scott. <laughs> Trust me, you will be you will be more in the good graces of the, the hardcore Bad Religion fans than me. I guarantee it. <laughs> Fantastic. My second pick. My second favorite album by them. Here we go. Still, still not the one that I thought was going to be my favorite. That disappointed me, by the way. Really? Yeah, I'm curious about that. what that record is. I am going to take the record after the one you're taking, right? The one you just took. I'm oh. taking the process of belief. Bro, that, that's on my short list. That's such a good record. The songs are super fast, but they still feel like whole complete songs, which is yeah. a, an accomplishment to begin with. Sorrow is a 10. That's oh a perfect my God, track. What a great song. 
And if Saru was a 10, the defense is an 11. That shit is <laughs> unreal. Defense sure. is fantastic. Just amazing tracks front to back on this thing. I really like this album. This is this is one that I'm looking for on vinyl actively. I'm I have actively it. looking for this one. No, that that record is so, so good. Actually, I think what you think is a hot take taking this one is not. I think the majority of Bad Religion fans see this record as like a top five record. Okay. Super solid all the way through. It's just so, so good. Yeah, it's so good. Good, good pick. Yeah, I mean, it's 14 tracks, only 36 minutes long. Yeah. And the songs move so fast, but they still feel like complete songs. It's pretty crazy. They what they did on this record, they took the pop aspects that they added in the new America and trimmed the fat on a lot of it. uh, That's 100 percent what they did. Yep. I think it is one of their most streamed records. So I guess I'm not. Is it? It's a hot take. Yeah, Yeah, no, it's not. Just because I got one, a broken clock is wrong twice a day, Scott. So (laughs) (laughs) that was a good pick, though. I like so redeem yourself. What's your third pick? Uh, My third pick is against the grain. Hands down. Okay. I went from suffer and just started looking for everything I could from bad religion and against the grain is just one of the, one of the ones I absolutely love. I mean, it's got one of my favorite songs on it is 21st century digital boy. Yep. It definitely has it. It definitely does does have it. Which is crazy though, because that track is more applicable today than it was when it was written. Isn't that wild though? It's yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. The title track on this record is phenomenal absolutely love it the positive aspect of negative thinking that's 100 me flatter society is fun faith alone was where i was at in my thinking in my late teen years i think faith alone is great i think it's a great track uh the aforementioned 21st century digital boy love that track yeah the back half of this is fantastic yeah i, I love the back half the front half doesn't really do anything for me though is that right? So, like, I once I get to the back half, I'm into this record. But that first half, I'm just like, I can do without this. I don't really. You do don't this. like get off. It's like I said, still solid, still right, solid. Right, right. A, a lot of bad religion. Also, okay. Here's some hot takes. I guess. I guess. I just start, <laughs> I guess I'll pull out. I'll pull out the cards and just start laying them down. Sure. I think bad religion is like the Rolling Stones of punk. Wow. Where they're consistently putting out records. Yep. They're consistently solid records. Yeah. But <laughs> I could cherry pick my favorite songs out of each Pause. record. Yeah. I could have a greatest hits compilation of my own making and it would be all I really needed. I don't need those other sure. tracks. Yeah. I don't really need a lot of Rolling Stones tracks to begin with. But I had a I had a time with, with this discography. Is that I right? found myself if I'm not paying a lot of attention, I really like a lot of a lot of this. Sure. Okay. Like if if I'm working and it's playing and I'm not really paying attention and it's playing, I love Bad Religion. If I'm focused in on it, it's just it seems like a lot of the same, which is great because it's good what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But I need a little more variation here and there. Okay. So like this many songs that are kind of the same wavelength. Yeah. It was a little tough for me here and there. Like gotcha. there were some albums where I'm hearing strings of tracks. And I was like, oh, okay, okay, what's next? Okay, <laughs> right. what's next? Okay, what's it. next? Because it was that, just the same. It's the same vibe. That's the negative part of of doing what they do. Like we said, they have a string of records where if you're not paying attention, just one into the other, they sound the same. I can see where that could be 
become tedious. It's also, I mean, 17 records. Like any band yeah. who puts out that many records, there's going to be similar sound, especially if you're the same band. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I guess being the formative band to me that Bad Religion is, I don't get a negative feeling from that same sound all throughout. You know what I mean? I mean, again, though, I'm not even saying it's negative because yeah. I think all these albums at the end, at the end of every one, I've never was like, no. oh, that's a shit. It was a bad yeah. record. Was, oh, that's a solid record. That's a bad religion yeah. record. Period. And I get, like, I, I get that. I, I, I guess I don't get bored with it because it yeah. means they all meant so much to me, I guess. Bored might be the wrong term, but I don't know the, if, if this was German, I, was, I, I just I couldn't think of the right word. term. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's not even stale because it's still good. Yeah. It's not like I'm putting it on and like, what is this garbage or what is what are they doing? It's still right. bad religion and bad yeah. religion is still great. Yeah. But I can't sit here and say every bad religion track to me. Yeah, let's go. It's great. I, I can't. It's just it's it's just a bad religion track. Sure. So it's fine. Yeah. No, I totally get that. So my next pick. Let's do man, it. I don't know. It's still not the one that disappointed me. Still not. I, I think it's funny that you're still considering the one that disappointed you. I have to because it has such a memory in my head where this was the record. Like this right. was my favorite bad religion record. And then I revisited and I was like, it's not my favorite bad religion. record." I think I know what one you're talking about and I wouldn't worry about me picking it. Well, I'm not picking that one this time. This one, I'm going to take one that I don't really think I cared about beforehand. Also, Ooh. I need to specify how, how I listened to bad religion. Sure. I listened to all of the compilations that I heard them when I was younger. Like I heard all the individual tracks here and there. Oh, okay. Yeah, you got your start with them in Punkaramas yes. and Warped Tour. And then I didn't buy individual albums. I downloaded their discography. Right. Yeah, so we I went in two separate ways. I downloaded 12 or 13 records at once and just listened. Like, that's that. And maybe not even, like, maybe even on Shuffle, which is crazy. Right. Yeah. So, like, I didn't get down. But, again, Bad Religion is a band you could do that with because 100%. there are chunks where they sound very much the same. Yeah. But this was one that I definitely had downloaded. I don't know if I cared about it. I don't know if I, it never stuck out on my head as good or bad. It was just, again, a bad religion record, but I really liked it this time through. I'm taking the gray race. Oh shit. That was my next pick. I love that record. I think a walk is fantastic. Just going to bring up that song. It's the first song in my run through that I think is incredible that I didn't remember. Okay. Like every other track, every other track on records I thought was great up to this point I had heard before. Yeah. And remembered this one. I was like, I did not remember that uh, punk rock song is great. Parallel. I love parallel coming off of a walk. This might be the first album that has the bad religion sound that I want all the way through. Cause okay. there are multiple bad religion sounds where yeah. they, sometimes they get a little too much harmonies. Sometimes they get a little too soft. Sure. This one did exactly what I wanted it to do the whole way through. It's another really solid record. But it doesn't have that perfect song that a lot of other Bad Religion records have. Oh, no? Have. Okay. I think The Streets of America gets closest. Really? I think I think that gets the closest to being perfect song, even though I think that uh, A Walk is fantastic. <laughs> I love Cease, especially as a closer. Okay. I think that's a perfect song. Yeah, that's Bad Religion does do a thing with their closers where they, they, they always do it. a little something with their closers. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, the Grey Race, it really surprised me this time and it got added into my want list to pick up. I will pick that up at some point. Yeah, it's it's super good. I absolutely love love that record. I think Drunk Sincerity is fantastic. Them and Us, that's a killer track right there. And then Cease, yeah, Cease is a 10 track for me. Greg Graffin did a solo project where it was just him and an acoustic guitar. 
and mm-hmm. he he did a, a version of Cease on acoustic. It gave me chills. Fantastic. It's fantastic. That's a great pick. I'm going to say that for every almost every pick you have. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to cut them all out. Yeah. So uh, what's your fourth pick? Oh, man. Um, I'm in a pickle now. We'll go with the record that preceded your last pick. And I'm going to go with Stranger Than Fiction. Okay. I like that. I like that. I like that pick. I like that record. Yeah, it's it's a great record. Again, it has 21st Century Digital Boy on it. <laughs> yes. sure it does. It sure does. It definitely, definitely does. I, I love that track. I did everything I could to keep it away from you. Unless you go with the live records. Tiny Voices is great. I love uh, Infected. Infected is a perfect song. That's one it's of the so Bad Religion good. perfect songs. It's there, so it, good. It can't be improved. You could remix it. You could do a remaster it, anything. It's, it's a perfect song. It doesn't matter. Super good. Uh, Hooray for me is a is a personal favorite. I don't know what else I can say because I'm just going to go through all these track listings and just yeah. be like, I love all these songs. Yeah, because yeah. I I really really do. This, I think this record is the first one up until this point. You know how the next one had all of the sound that I wanted completely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This one was the first time I liked every track straight through. Be like, yeah. Because there's other yeah. ones where it's like, eh, that track's hit or miss. I could do without it, whatever. This is one where I was like, yeah, no, these are all great. These are all great tracks. But some of them didn't have the exact sound that I wanted. Sure. They were, still yeah. sol- they were still solid enough for me. They were, I mean, this is early 90s. Mm-hmm. So they were kind of testing their sound a little bit. Yeah. Going along with the kind of what would be like the first wave of pop punk. Yeah. there. Yeah. There's definitely some pop in there. Yeah, so they're trying to soften their sound a little bit, I think, on this one. And I think it really, really works. This is the first album where I thought about how a perfect track on it might actually hinder the record. Because then I have a a track on the record to compare the rest of the tracks on the the record. The rest of the tracks, too. Yeah. So, like, it's so hard when you get a track like, uh, like, Infected. Yeah. And then every track that comes on, I'm like, well, it's not as good as Infected. That, okay, stop. Right. Infected is a perfect yeah, track. You, stop fucking comparing it. <laughs> right. Right. For sure. And yeah. obviously, 21st Century Digital Boy. Still great. Dude, it's even two records later, three records later. I love that record. All right. For my fourth pick. Your fourth pick. Uh, it's going to be one to let me down. It is going to be one to let is. me down just because in my rankings, that's next in my ratings. So I have to take it. All right. Do you want to guess what one it was? Is it New Maps of Hell? It is New Maps of Hell. I thought so, yeah. yeah. New Maps of Hell is my fourth pick. I don't know what happened. It, it was a huge letdown because in my head, this was the record. By the way, I think it, it might have to do with when I saw them at, uh, I think it was Warp Tour. Mm-hmm. Their stage background was the New Maps of Hell album cover. So I think that's why I have a different opinion of it in my head because they were playing my favorite tracks in front of that artwork. Right. I think New Dark Ages, another perfect song. New Dark Ages is fucking unreal to me. I think that's a perfect, perfect song. Not just a perfect Bad Religion song. That's a perfect song. But the album as a whole was a letdown. It's good, but it's not the one that I had in my head. I think, if, if I'm being honest, I think that Empire Strikes First was the one I had in my head which was my first when pick you, here. So yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Good call. Yeah, this one's definitely not my favorite, but I still liked it. I wonder if I would have enjoyed it a lot more had I not had the expectation of it being... Being so your good. favorite, like thinking yeah. that it was your favorite. Yeah. yeah. This is where I stopped paying attention to Bad Religion so much. Okay. I was super stoked for this record to come out because it follows a near-perfect three set of records. Which have all been taken. Which like, have we, all been already yep, taken. They've already been taken. So I was really looking forward to New Maps of Hell. 
especially having a three-year stint in between. But I just didn't like it. <laughs> like It did not do anything for me. If it means anything, it's the last Bad Religion record that I listened to until we did this. And if we had to do this again, it'll probably be the last Bad Religion album I listened to again if I listened to their discography. Yeah, I could say the same thing. So <laughs> from the sounds of it right now, nobody is picking the last three records. Um, yeah, I, I know I'm not. I'm not either. Okay, so we're not taking The Descent of Man, True North, or Age of Unreason. Yeah, definitely not. I have to say, they're still solid. They're still solid records. They're they still are. records. But I just, there's a bit of, and I don't know, I don't know if this is right, but there's a bit of me that Greg Graffin is how old at this point? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, he's he how old. And I get that he is like, is he still a professor at Berkeley? Like, I know he was. I know he, he was, was. Like I don't know. He was like a poli-sci professor at Berkeley or something. But I just worry that when older men who are political, get, they get older, I worry about what's happening in their heads and how they sure. see things. Yeah. And there are bits and pieces of some of these records where I'm like, what is this? What does this mean? Yeah. But that's always been bad religion, kind of. They've never... They've never stamped their foot into a camp. They were kind of oh, always their camp of their own, but their camp had to do with freedom and shit like that. Mm -hmm. But there's some things on uh, one or I, I think on True North and Age of Unreason, there's a couple things where I'm just like, this sounds pandering to a point. Sure. But they are, again, 16, 15, 15, 16, 17 albums in. Yeah. Whatever. Do we I mean, got to do? Greg, you're a business. Point, he's like 58. Yeah, you're a business. You're, yeah. you're, you're not a band anymore. You're a business. Did you have to do? I hope no. people enjoy those records. I thought, yeah. people, I hope people love them. They're not, they don't do it for me anymore. They're not for me. Yeah. yeah. I need some, I need a different kind of switch up for them. If they're going to put out another record, I own the descent of man on vinyl. Part of me wishes I didn't. <laughs> if you had to rank those last three, what, what kind of ranking you put in those three in quick mini draft draft? Out, rank uh, those last three. I'll, I'll take them in order in chronological okay. order. See, I'll take True North, Descent of Man, and then Age of Unreason. Age of Unreason last. I might even put Age of Unreason above True North. I really disliked True North. The title track of True North had me hopeful, and then the rest of the record kind of just let me down. Yeah. Looking at the track listing, I can't even pick out a song that I liked on True North. Okay. You didn't even like True North, because I like True North. I don't remember it. Okay, that's fair. All right, Scott. So let's do let's do a final lightning round here. Just we'll talk because we're fucking running long here. Yeah, we are running long. Uh, <laughs> we, still okay. got, we still got record like records of the week to do. So just let's do a lightning round. Yep. Number five. We don't have to talk Last about it much. Pick. Just throw it out there. No control. No control. Okay. Such a great record. It, it's amazing. I love it. Even being my fifth pick, it could have been my third. I absolutely love it. Big Bang, uh, Automatic Man, Sanity. You is a huge song. And the world won't stop as a closer. Fucking amazing. You is a perfect track. I want to conquer the world. It's a perfect track. I love that's that two. song too. Yeah, that's two. Two perfect tracks. Unfortunately for me, the rest of the album doesn't really do a lot for me. But sure. with two perfect tracks, it's hard to rate that low. It's a, it's, it, a, it's a really solid album. It's the only one I picked that I don't own on vinyl that I am constantly looking for. So my final lightning round pick. Let's do it. I kind of want to be a dickhead. Do it. Uh, I'm not Christmas gonna do album. It. I was gonna take the Christmas album. It's only eighteen <laughs> minutes, though. It's hard. Yeah. It's only eighteen minutes, and it's really weird because they're fucking like tr gospel songs. Like, because probably because they were the only ones that were completely free of rights. Although we said a that, lot of Christmas we, songs are now. Honestly, a point. lot of Christmas songs are. Yeah, but they're all like the hymns. It's weird, but that's yeah. not it. Uh, I'm just gonna take uh, "Recipe for Hate." I love that one too. That's uh, such I a think 
kerosene. I think American Jesus is the perfect track. Yep. My friend Tim, who died, who was the one that always wore the Crossbuster shirt, when I left his burial, like at the graveyard, I blasted American Jesus when I was Did leaving. You? Yeah. Nice. And I'm sure his family might not have been happy about it, but you know, whatever. It's yeah. I was mourning my friend in my own way. Yep, that's what you do. Portrait of Authority is fantastic. Don't pray on me. Struck a nerve or solid. It yeah. feels more upbeat than Generator did. More fun, brighter. It's a great album. Generator. I love, I love Generator. The track, the album as a whole, falls flat for me. Yeah, Generator, the actual track, is one of my favorite Bad Religion tracks. Yep, me too. So we didn't take How Could Hell Be Any Worse. Solid debut album. I, uh, I really do like it. It's just, it's super early. The vocals are what I want from Bad Religion. Is what I think I, they're it, buried it. a little bit in the mix. And then it's super gritty. Mm-hmm. You know me, I like grit on records, but this one is like super, super gritty, which is, I mean, it's of the time. It's a punk, a brand new punk band putting out a debut on their own record label. I think it was Epitaph's first release. And I think that's it. We talked about every other record, right? Uh, We didn't pick. No Substance? Did we talk about No Substance? We did not talk about No Substance. All right. Uh, I think it's solid. They're always solid. I have nothing negative to say, but also nothing stands out to me on it. It's a little it, bit poppier and I'm not yeah, against that. It's, it just wasn't a good kind of poppy to me. Like, I hate the hippie killers. I think that's a terrible song. Yeah. See, nothing, not, nothing even stood out to me to dislike. It's just, it was just kind of a bad yeah. religion record, whatever. It just wasn't great. So to wrap up the draft, Scott, you chose who? I chose Suffer as my number one. The New America as my number two. Against the Grain as my number three. Stranger Than Fiction as my number four. And No Control as my number five. But really, those three could have been picked in any order. My team I'm leaving here with, I got Empire Strikes First, yep. Process of Belief, Grey Race, New Maps of Hell, and Recipe for Hate. If nothing else, also great album co- album titles, by the way. Yeah, great right? album titles by Bad Religion. <laughs> right? solid, solid shit. Yeah. If you haven't listened to Bad Religion, listen to Bad Religion. But Scott, Bad Religion isn't all you were listening to. What is your record of the week? My record of the week is the release from Anti-Flag, The Lies They Tell Our Children. I listened to it. I was surprised at how much I actually liked it. Anti-Flag, we've done our draft. They're uh, Are You Listening alum. We love the band. 2020 Vision was not my favorite record. I liked it more than you. You did. This one coming out, though, just was great. And I don't know if it sounded fresh to me because of all the features I have on it. I think there's only like three song, three or four songs that don't have features. Um, we have disagreements on these features though. I, I know we do. I don't, I don't understand. I don't know. How didn't I hear one of them? I don't understand. I don't know. I listened Good. to the whole thing and just heard an anti-flag record. Like yeah, I no. didn't hear. There's, there's features on scamming near every song. Didn't hear different voices. Just, I don't know though. Cause then again, I, I was, I am. When we went through their discography, I was fine with going through Andy Flag and Buzz yeah. Insane and anybody singing for Anti Flag, and it was still Anti Flag. Yeah, right. So maybe that's what just happened. I was like, hey, yeah, it's Anti Flag, whatever. But yeah, I, they didn't pull anything out for me, but they didn't diminish it. It was just, it was a fine Anti Flag record yeah. to me. I liked it. I thought it was fantastic. I am a fan of at least most of the features. I haven't listened to it enough to like pay really, really close attention. Mm-hmm. I listened to it. I didn't like deep dive into it, but I listened to it closely the first time. And then after that, I was like, I really like it. I'm not going to kill my opinion of it by listening super hard. So I just listened to it while doing stuff. And it's it's great. I'm really glad I pre-ordered it. I think it was the same sentiment where I was like, I'm not going to ruin it by listening to it more. I liked it. It was fine. But and then sure. what you said about the features, I was like, should I re-listen to this? And I said, nah, 
I'm going to leave it where it is. <laughs> no, I liked it. I don't want to, I don't want to dislike it. Uh, so my record of the week is actually one you've listened to before. And I actually texted you about this record before. Oh, okay. Uh, and you kind of scolded is the wrong word, but oh, you yelled, you yelled a little bit. Did uh, I? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> uh, yeah, my record of the week is We Don't Have Each Other by Aaron West in the Roaring Twenties. Oh, yes. I, I wanted to scream at you for that one. Soupy got me, man. Soupy Dude. got me on this. I told, was, I told you, yeah, I, I, I told up. you I was listening through an alphabetical an alphabetical list of band names, yep. and I said if there's any A's that I shouldn't listen to, let me know. Yep, I you did up. not include this. I didn't know it was Soupy at the time. I, guess, I didn't know it was Soupy for four or five tracks, and then I yeah. looked it up. I was like, oh my god, what happened here? It's yeah. great. It's a fantastic, it's amazing. Record. It's, it's amazing. unreal how good it is. Yeah. It is. The year it came out, it was my record of the year. Okay, I I can see that. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's a fantastic record. It's and it's phenomenal. For, for you not liking singer songwriter stuff, usually, I but but I we agreed I like Soupy's voice because that's yeah. a lot of singer songwriter. Yeah. I need to like a voice in order to right. like a singer songwriter. Yeah, that record, the storyline of the record and the quote unquote band itself, just amazing. It, it's a now, it's a phenomenal record. I am stopping you there. Yeah, I know. You told me I was not listening to the next one. Yeah, and I said I had no plans to. Yeah, don't listen to routine maintenance uh, because I will bring it to you now especially knowing that you liked the first one yes routine maintenance is kind of a continuation of the storyline and it it hits hard and uh sounds like it's a continuation of the storyline it's it's great i love aaron aaron west and the warring 20s i think it's fantastic it surprised the hell out of me soup and then when i saw it was soupy i said god damn it yeah god damn it as soon as i saw soupy in quotes i said son of a bitch got me, <laughs> he fucking got me again got me yep. again yep about it, yeah, it's a super great record. I love it. All right, so we got the Bad Religion draft taken care of. Let us we know do. who won. Uh, go listen to our records of the week. If you want to let us know who won, send us an email at areyoulistening.podachimo.com. Tell us on Twitter at AYLpod. Tell us on Instagram at AYLpod. Tell us on the Facebook group. Link will be in the show notes. Scott's always active any anytime somebody interacts there. I, I do my best. <laughs> yes. Uh, but thank you for listening, Scott. Thank you for the podcast thank you for the friendship thank, thank you, for the you brother of course uh it's good to be back yeah it's it's good to see your face and hear your voice again hey i'll hey. take compliments all day let's keep recording <laughs> thank you for the listening thank you for listening listeners Whew, that one. thank you for listening listeners but as always are you listening are you listening i donate to wikipedia this is the shit they do to me just a sea of waves of heads. It was it was wild. This is bad. These guys, they, they lost it. Never had it.